Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello. Hello. How's it going? You know. It's going. (laughs) (laughs) That good? that good okay okay cool 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 we do this every time we're like you know we could be better i mean everybody's fine we're alive that's impending doom listen it's all going down like not even downhill like off a cliff yeah we're getting like closer and closer and i like want to vomit you know we got our one page of happiness and that's it i'm stressed i'm very very stressed okay so we are talking about morning star book three in the red rising series if uh anyone didn't know Welcome to the third act of the shit show. I want to say before we get too far into this, there's a potential I've actually never read this book before. I don't remember anything. There were like what? many moments I was actually shocked. You guys? No. I no, remembered almost a everything. Little yeah. One part at the end. I yeah. didn't know how like it all wrapped up, but. Yeah. I don't I... remember the scene, but I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember like, a I don't scene... know how they like defeat the bad guy you know yeah I'll say that I remember a scene at the okay I'll skip to the very very end I remember distinctively the part where Antonia when she killed Thistle like I remember that part distinctly but I forgot about the Cassius part like I genuinely gasped I was like oh, oh wait never mind <laughs> I forgot about wow. it I like forgot that that happened you guys everyone else remember that no I remember reading it the first time and being like traumatized because you know obviously Severo was my favorite character and so yeah. they stuff him into the barrel this time and I'm like yeah he'll be all right <laughs> he literally has a heart attack I did forget mm-hmm. that they're like are you shitting your pants he's like no I'm literally dying <laughs> yeah he's like someone send help <laughs> That part Please. was so chaotic. I do remember the first time I read that being like, I think I like, I had to stop the book because I was like, there's no way Severo's dead. Like I, <laughs> I have to stop. I have to quit now. It's I such can't. a shock factor that you're like, no, no. Well, and it's like the third like, one in the series. Like yeah. you could definitely be like, oh, well, this is the, this is the conclusion. Like we're going to kill mm. off his best friend. Like I could totally see that happening. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Don't say that don't say that okay yeah i know i i'm not saying i take it back <laughs> but at the time i was like oh well this is the conclusion of this part of the series like i can absolutely see that being something that happens so pop off you do you boo boo that and was a like a traumatic laugh i'm like i'm terrified i'm so scared <laughs> okay let's start from the beginning um, the beginning is absolutely traumatizing i forgot that he cracks under torture and like tells he tells them where his family is and everything like he tells them everything I forgot that the darkness talks to him. Yeah. That part was creepy. I was like, this is too much. Yeah, that man cracked like an egg, but I don't blame him. I would too. Yeah, but your girl Victor would be strong as hell. She'd be like, fuck you. I'll just be sitting here listening to my jams. (laughs) That's the worst kind of torture that I can ever imagine. Like Honestly, same. That scares me Mm -hmm. more than being tortured and then stuffed into like a really small space. It's just like constant stimulation. Yeah. No, it scares the fuck out of me. That that, like stresses me out. Yeah. No thanks. You would go crazy. You can't even sleep. And like, yeah. And it's wild too, because I feel like that the moment with Darrow feels very Rocky Horror Picture Show. Anybody else get that vibe? 
Uh, I hate that movie. So I think I've seen it once. I don't know. <laughs> There's like a part where he like puts the dead guy in the table and then he like pulls the tablecloth off and he's like in the table. And they're like, oh, where's Johnny been this whole time? And he's like, ha ha ha. Like, that's what that vibe gave me. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's like burned into my eight-year-old memory. Yeah, Easter egg. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm so afraid of that book. I'm I'm throw up. No, I really did like the beginning. I think it was really creepy. Also, the dark is not wrong. Everything he says is not incorrect. I'll Mm -hmm. just throw that out there. What did you guys think about his escape and all of that kind of stuff? Like, did we see this going wrong? Are we really sad about the descriptions of Trig? Like, all of that is giving me real trauma. Mm -hmm. I think it was worse this time around because I knew it was going to happen. And I know, like, the repercussions in the future, like, it's it's devastating. It was so sad. And he he describes it as being skewered like a frog. And I was like, I don't Mm. don't think that's what we needed to do. I don't think that's how we needed to describe that. Okay. The the details. I think that's why going back to the whole Antonia Thistle thing, I remember that so vividly. Like just the ugh, the detail and the graphicness of it. It was like ingrained so much into my brain. Same. My favorite thing Thank in this fears. whole like beginning, like with their escape, is that they're ready to take Daryl and get him the fuck out of there. And he was like, Absolutely not. We're not leaving without Victor. We will die if we have to. Yeah. That is friendship. That's so true. That's so true. Um, can we talk about Cassius putting his little cape on top of Daryl? Because I cry every time. That was so I love him. <laughs> I do too and like I think you get a good sense of like Cassius's gentlemanliness in this one like you get a lot of his like not even honor or pride like he's genuinely like a gentleman and he's like trying really hard to like keep his moral compass and like his moral high ground where he wants it to be and not where he thinks his family thinks it should be you know what I mean yes he just wants to do what's right yeah and this is like yeah. a moment where you finally get to see everyone kindly kind of finally realizes like how fucking crazy Adrius is they're like, oh, like we knew he was a little bad shit, but it's like a moment where everyone's like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they bring up Tactus's brothers and they were like talking about being hosted and how like fucked up that is. And then they're like, and we went to their party when they hosted us and <laughs> it was, what did she say? Unsettling, Asia said. <laughs> Yeah, like I just can't. The bone oh, give me the ick. So scary. What so does? Scary. The bone riders. They give me the ick. Oh. Like Lilith and all of them, and like that bitch ache. is crazy. Oof. She's fucking insane. Oof. Big oof. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning half of this book. Like makes me sick. I I will not lie. The the parts of just like him being trapped when he gets back. And I remember texting you, Tiffany. I think when I first read it, and Grace, you hadn't read it yet. And being like, why does Severo not just give Daryl grace? Like, why is he not just listening to what he has to say? Why is he not just letting him take over? And you were like, he has to prove himself. And then when all of that, like, goes down, the whole first half of this book, I have, like, so much anxiety about their relationship. And, like, oh, it makes me sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When they're not getting along, it sucks. Yeah. And Severo, and Severo's like, I never gave up on you. And everybody's like, he's fucking unhinged. And you're like, yeah, well, then, like, let Daryl take the reins. And he won't because he's like you have to like prove prove yourself and it's like been a oof, year oof. yeah he's been yeah. in the lead for a year it's like I don't know he they rescued him but how are they gonna know what he's like when he's come out like he's not gonna be the same and he clearly is not mm-hmm. the same right right he never comes back from that 
And they like, I mean, so much has fallen apart and come together with Aries dying. And it's like them trying to figure out that dynamic. And like, I don't know, it kind of makes me, I, it's a lot for what happens in iron gold, but it kind of makes me like sad almost for the rising because it's like, they said, his mom says this in, in golden sun, like, what's the plan after all this is over and the fighting is done. Like you have no plan. And that kind of comes full circle in this one. Yeah. Him and Cassius have that same conversation too right with me or with everything and he was they were like talking about that and he was like what about everything like after the war and stuff and he's like to dismantle or like he says something about having no colors and and Gatsius goes oh I'm glad you aimed low like Jesus Christ that's like a big thing to conquer so I just thought that was a funny combo that's what everybody is looking towards right and it feels very much so like darrow kind of always felt like he was a war tool and we said this in the last one like he always feels like he's a war tool and like he's not gonna make it out of this alive so like he doesn't really feel like he's the one that needs to have the plan and it's like that is crazy because you're also still trying to like take over everything and like have a plan you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know it was wild he's also the people that they're rallying you know to like if he's done you know right. he's not around like it it kind of descended into chaos and people in the beginning they're like oh well like you could i see you winning this war but not several when it was his war you know yeah and i was like this is just chaos and anger and but it's like such a double-edged sword because it's like if several wasn't so unhinged they would have never found darrow you know and like mm-hmm you want and like i mean obviously as a team like the three of us we root for several but it's like it's kind of hard because you're kind of watching him like spontaneously combust almost and i think that part is so Mm -hmm. wild but he was kind of crushed under the the pressure of being like a replacement for his daddy and darrow right right absolutely okay so back to the part where they i have like so many notes about that um back to the part where they go to rescue darrow i love that it's a bunch of grays that rescue him because he is so shitty about them and it makes me lol because Daryl like hates the grays so much mm-hmm. and then I love when Trig is like they, like they act make him a big hillbilly and then he's like oh yeah it's because they're from earth y'all and it's so funny <laughs> like I Aww. just love his vibe and, attacked. and yeah like literally okay that's fine sir and then <laughs> Aja I totally forgot she took Lauren's razor yeah I hate that bitch. that bitch that part makes me mad mm-hmm. that makes me mad also I forgot who the fuck is Victus anybody Oh yeah, that's a like D bag. He's from the institute. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in th- their house. Yeah, he? they like hated him at the institute. Was he one of mm-hmm. Tactus's dudes? I think so. Um, no, he Titus. wasn't. Oh no, because Tactus didn't come from. Oh, Titus, Titus. Yeah, sorry, Titus. here we go again. Yeah. Fucking names. <laughs> Anyways, they're all the classic. same. I also love that they rescue him with a claw drill. Mm-hmm. That's Iconic. right that's fucking right also they were falling for so long can you imagine just free falling and being like yeah this is probably gonna work out because you heard a certain sound trust fall yeah but okay before he does the trust fall when he's like goodbye cassius expect me (laughs) he literally like mic drops and just like yeah falls. the actual drama Um, you need to calm down he falls off of like a giant like not even a cliff like a mountain mountain. (laughs) yeah an actual fucking mountain my friend yeah somebody would come swallow him up that is so dramatic but i do like that they rescue him with uh, a claw drill and like Mm -hmm. he gets there and you kind of get to see like this utter chaos 
that is the dynamic of like rescuing right and they're like all of a sudden we don't have enough resources and I find that so odd that they didn't like have a plan in place and it kind of sucks because you're like what is happening and how is this ever going to get better and that's I guess the whole moral of this story right Mm, yeah I think it's really interesting too once he gets to what's the city called yeah I forgot like their headquarters I think it starts with a T Tino's that sounds about right. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, that will doesn't do. matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, it does, but in this moment, there's a lot of names of a lot of moons in a lot of places. So I think it was like kind of interesting how when he gets there, he sees how chaotic it is and people are literally like sleeping in the streets. Severo tells him that they can't turn the lights off because yeah. shit gets scary. And it's, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting that that happens when he spent the last like nine months in nothing but darkness. So he fully understands better than anyone what this is like. And like, meanwhile, Severo is standing there terrified of what he's created. Yeah. And that's all Darrow knows. And that's how you know that Darrow is coming back out of that. But God dang. Yeah. And like that, the fact that when he first gets there, he's like, how is this not something you've handled? Or like, why isn't this your number one priority? And like how much she loves the red still. And is like, we can't, this can't be like what they're looking forward to in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's wild that part is crazy also can we talk about r.a.p can we talk about ragnar for a minute no do not mention that name <laughs> he is such a large and such a small part of this book and this series and my soul it's hurts crazy it's crazy like now that you've gone through because i remember the first time like i felt like ragnar was so significant and like he is still but i really like remember him being like a core person and he's really only in like one full book you know what I mean like he's in like half of Golden Sun and like half of Morningstar and that's it I remember sobbing when he Um, died the first time and this time around I mean like I cried obviously but this time around I was like wow he made no impact (laughs) because you never saw it I mean he did but yeah a lot of it is off he literally calls Daryl little brother and I like I like teared up I was like no it's okay um I liked when they're all coming in like with Daryl's brother's family and stuff and him and Severo and he's like it's uncle Severo and the moderately gentle giant or something like that yeah and they like braid his hair and like he's so relevant and it's just like oh my god it's so sad and he's just like such a driving like force in all of this and you're like oh this is just too much my soul is sad it just sucks too because of who killed him you know like absolutely fuck that (sighs) bitch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that false hope where you think she might be dead yeah and like i don't know that part actually kind of makes me mad like i get the point of aja and like that we have to have a like a boss battle at the very end but she kind of kills a lot of relevant people and she's not that relevant you know like this time around i was kind of like all right, well, I mean, you kill Trey and you kill Ragnar and that's about it. Like you have no screen time and somehow you're so relevant. You know what I mean? I think she's just kind of a myth for not just like the reader, but like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. I just, just hate like, her. A scary being. And I, when I was reading the end, I was like, I guess she really dies at the end, but I was like, does she? And then I was like, she has to, but I like couldn't remember if she's alive or not. because of all the people we get that is relevant to her in dark age it's sort of like a uh lord of the rings situation 
like he like chops off her arm and then he like chops <laughs> off her head well i hope i respect that like you you gotta make sure she did yeah <laughs> like, yeah double tap if you will yeah exactly respect the double tap <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah and Ugh. she i mean she dies at the very very end and like at that point i don't know it's kind of wild like you almost feel bad for her and the sovereign like they didn't pick this and i forgot actually this is so far ahead but i forgot what <laughs> they does- did pick this <laughs> that's true they did pick this <laughs> what does the jackal have over the sovereign that he has that he has nukes on that planet right he, that's, took, that's- he took the nukes mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah i like couldn't remember i was like what what why and is he doing what started- he's doing going that, off that is like a cheap ending i mean i'm glad that it didn't actually happen but that was kind of a cheap like i don't know well you can't totally eradicate the planet but he definitely did a little bit i mean the moon i don't know i just like i know what he wanted and all that but i just didn't ever feel like his character was looking for to, to be like the next sovereign i wouldn't think his character more like quicksilver you know what i mean like he just wanted power over everything yeah. not power like over industry not total power wow. you know what i mean he was yeah. he was so happy being like the background dude like running the media and all that right like and he seemed and pretty golden like comfy sun. cozy with that and golden sun and then you come forward and he's like i want to be the sovereign i'm like do you want to be the sovereign or do you want to be like the guy that's in charge of everything like or that everyone's like I think scared you of? just or do you just want people to just... love you right you want to yeah. be in that position i, I think it was just like a power trip probably yeah it wouldn't I have know, lasted long no but he spent his whole entire life with no one giving a fuck about him. So I feel like a part of him wanting to be the sovereign was him just like searching for some sort of meaning in his life. I wrote down a woman, yeah. not a girl, perhaps 20. Like, bro, EO is 16. Simmer down. Oh, about EO's sister. When he first like sees them again, he's like, oh, EO's a, like his sister is a woman. It's like, chill mm. out. Your wife was like two years older, younger. Like, well, you also thought that she was a woman when you guys were 16 and had no idea about what the world was like. So, that's so <laughs> when true. When you realized people didn't live to be like 150, like Lauren. Yeah, so. that's so true. And like, I still feel like when I hear that, that they were like, I don't know what I was doing where I was listening. And I was like, they literally made a comment where they said he's an old man and he was like 40. And I think it was Dancer. And I was like, he's not old. And the fact that, like, they think that is, like, wild to me. That that mm-hmm. was, like, a concept to them. And mm-hmm. that, like, 30 was, like, it time was, to um, die. It was his uncle in the yeah, first Yeah, that's one. right. He, Hero. He was, like, he, he looks age. He refers to him as an old man. Right before and Adrian. And I, I was like, oh, he's 35. He's 35. <laughs> me too. I'm actually geriatric, for being honest. I feel it. I am it. <laughs> <laughs> this is me now. A bunch of old reds. <laughs> we are old a bunch of old reds. reds. I wrote a note that says five years. Was Daryl held captive for five years? Did I miss that? One year. One year? Oh, yeah. Nine mm-hmm. months. I think he spends uh, three months being actively tortured and That's then right. nine months in the box. Mm-hmm. Nine months. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Literally never. Well, they talk like... about them being 23, I think, and Daryl being like, I feel 80. And I was like, maybe, oh, uh, maybe I wrote five years since like the Institute. Because when him and Cassius are like departing or like, you know to never see each other again <laughs> he brings up the fact that it was like almost to the day that they met six years ago oh maybe that was what i i don't know why i wrote that yeah it's crazy i don't know it's wild to see how much like time has passed and how much they've matured and then at the same time like how absolutely chaotic everything has gotten like as much as darrow and Severo and cassius were like a huge part of this how the fuck did fitchner have like a plan like how long was his plan to like flip the democracy you know what i mean like what was your long-term goal here bro before you got like axe murdered 
how long did you think it was going to take to like upheave this the sovereign you know what i mean yeah well especially considering quicksilver was a part of it too right like i'm genuinely curious as to what his game plan was like did you anticipate it taking like years upon years upon years because he gets so mad obviously like you know daryl blows his cover in golden sun but it's like you were we like doing anything here were we like working our way through it what what was the plan yeah probably since he was like became an olympic knight you know yeah that was definitely probably part of his plan I'm just like curious as to like what he had in place and how unhinged like obviously his death is tragic and terrible but like what what did you have in place that went to shit when you died you know what I mean yeah I feel because like we blame Darrow and it's like should we though like should we not blame Fitchner I don't know I feel like most of them can't look that far in, in advance I don't know like yeah. it's just such a momentous like yeah feet to like actually pull this off and i don't know i just feel like you have to do like one step at a time yeah i don't know i just think about that plan i think about it because i'm like fitchner obviously has been planning plotting this for a long time even before daryl was a part of it and then daryl says like i've been at the institute you know for two years or three years or whatever they're at the institute for three years then he's at the academy and he's like i haven't heard from anyone in the suns for the last two years and then we're assuming that Golden Sun goes over some period of time, six years. So they like six years and like, obviously your plans got changed, but what were you up to? You know, mm-hmm. what what were we doing? You also yeah, got to think, think too, like it makes sense that Fitchner wouldn't have any like solid plans because neither did Darrow. Like it, it basically yeah. went to shit when Darrow was captured and then not. At any not at any point in time for Morningstar, does anybody know what's going on except for him? He's Aelin Galathinius. If I ever fucking saw her, if I ever fucking saw her, that's right. <laughs> that is absolutely right. He doesn't even know as he's doing it. Dear God, I know. At the end, he's like, <laughs> "All right, Casper, um, uh, lo- losing my hand was definitely not a part of this, but it works. So, oh well." I was like, "Bro, talk you're up. such a boy. Get your shit together." <laughs> Listen, Casbrecker you literally got your hand dropped off and you're like well she's at least she's dead i'm like Ugh. i forgot that that happened and as it was happening i, I was like that happened mm. too mm. i was like oh and that part's so sad because he says it so many times he's like my hands are everything my hands are my life and i'm like listen here we another eo situation where you're like without her i would not live are you without your hand you're not gonna live well if you come out of this they'll reattach it and that's what happened so that's, happy that's days right. You're right. You're right. I definitely forgot that Cassius was the actual one to kill Fitchner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> it, my friend. No. But several forgiving him was so nice after he hung himself, you know? Dude, that is probably one of my favorite scenes, to be honest. And I like <laughs> think about it very often and very vividly. He's like, I too am a murderer. And then <laughs> just like, himself. like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> and that's iconic. He- that is iconic. And he made a reference and I genuinely forgot this happened. <laughs> Even after I read this book like six times where he was like, oh, just pulling one out of your playbook. And I was like, the fuck did Darrow do that was ever like this? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, he got his ass whooped when Tactus was acting a fool. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. that part. Genuinely. I like that. I like the beginning where they come up and find her and several like had escaped and everybody was like where'd he go and then he's like up there with them and he was like get your hands off him lady he's mine <laughs> talking about Cassius 
<laughs> I did love that. I made I you did laugh so hard. Okay. <laughs> I still don't understand how Roke and the Jackal ever ended up as like compadres. Like I get the enemy of my enemy is your friend, but there are so many times where Roke like was disgusted with Adrius. I cannot conceptualize that he would ever agree to like plot against anyone, even if he thought it was for the greater good. Do you know what I mean? Like Roke is such a good person and like lived on that. Like I'm here for the society moral high ground. And he made like many comments that like the Jackal was not what a gold should be. So like that part still throws me off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because Adrius like makes a couple references about the, about Roke and like their betrayal and all that. And I'm still not. And like, they were talking, they talk about it a few times throughout and just like in reference of like shit that went down. It was all their fault. I still don't understand it. Is that just me? No, I don't think it's just you. Yeah. I don't know. It feels a little wackadoodle to me. I'm like, is it, is like, I, I just can't imagine like that he would ever convince you Roke to be a part of this whole scheme and that like how anyone ever let the jackal like get that much success you know what i mean i wonder what the timeline for that nukes was like if he just didn't have a choice yeah i guess that's true i didn't think about that like he did it before the Mm -hmm. party and the sovereign like makes him the governor or whatever yeah yeah i was not dead yet thinking most of yeah his allegiance with adrius is because of the sovereign that's what mm-hmm. I would imagine. He comes to Romulus and stuff when they're all sitting at his table and mm-hmm. they're talking about it and he is like speaking for the sovereign and all of that. So yeah, I feel like that's probably what bridges the gap is the sovereign basically being like, uh, I almost said catfished. <laughs> that's not the word. Gaslighted? Um, no. <laughs> blackmailed. That's still not the word I'm going for. I don't think of that word. I was like, I don't even know what you guys it's, are trying to say right now. It's still not the word I'm going for. Like, yeah, her being like blackmail. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like there's nukes on my like my moon and all of that and that's what he has over her basically. So I feel like mm-hmm. that could be it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just kind of curious cuz like the more they talked about I forgot that Rogue wasn't dead yet. The more that they talked about it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like how would you ever agree to be like a part of this with the Jackal because Rogue was like steadfast in being like this guy is an absolute creep and is not what we like as a society should stand for you know what i mean i feel like even more so than darrow but i guess like you betraying him and like stabbing him in the neck and fucking with society and breaking all that would be worse but i don't know i just have a hard time visualizing like roke being okay with that you know me too i think he felt in another way too i think he felt more betrayed by darrow than anything and he was like what's the quickest way that i can get what i want yeah, yeah that's true stick into the color but still regardless of who yeah i don't know it just like weirds me out i'm like is like that's so strange i love ragnar i did not realize he was 40 anybody else catch what? that news to me <laughs> i don't remember that yeah yeah he like said it he was like oh ragnar in my world would have been like practically dead and i was like 40 huh <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> that's so interesting I forgot that he has a beard too. I know we were talking about uh, talking about mm-hmm. that earlier, but I always imagined him with just like a hairless face. I don't know. <laughs> I also, yeah, I forgot that he had long hair and like a beard and tattoos. I just mm-hmm. imagined him as like the Hulk. Yeah, I. <laughs> but pale I, with a lot of yeah, yeah, like a like, like a gray sort of Hulk situation. Yeah, I imagined him definitely. Yeah, like a giant Viking, but yeah, with the beard him. escaped me for sure. Yeah, with oh, like I think it's 
is it the does he have all long hair or is uh, are the sides shaved and does he have tattoos on his scalp he has from the artwork i've seen he has sort of like a he does not have a beard there oh and no hair he has like a little pony like just just like a nubbin hanging out in the back there that's that's the artwork that i've seen let me see if i can find it actually that's what I pictured. Yeah. If we're going like pure Viking status, that's what yeah. I pictured. Shaved side of his head. Yeah. Like, I imagine the bald the, with just like a little, like a ponytail in the back there. Like full Bjorn Ironside from Vikings. You know how he's that's... got that really long braid down the middle. You're right. You're right. I didn't realize he was 40. I love him. I, he's like my favorite character in this book. I, I'll take that back because I'll say it at the end. <laughs> But I really, I don't know. I just loved him so much. I feel like he was a really good, like, advocate for Darrow and also, like, a good, like, mentor during this one almost, where he was like, you have to give these people time. Like, they've missed you. They need you. You're their leader. And Darrow has, like, all these, like, self-doubting thoughts. And Ragnar's like, no, bro, like, you're you're the one. Like, don't worry. You're still numero uno. You're going to be all right. I liked when Darrow was thinking back, the guy that Severo killed in the The um, passage. In the beginning. (laughs) Yes. The passage, yeah. What is his name? Prime, not Primus. Pre, Primit. Prima? Whatever we were, Prima? We were just Prima? talking about this when I listened to the Red Rising episode. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about him and he was like, yeah, he just seems like a, a good dude. I was like, Daryl, what? No. And then Ragnar is like, oh, well, a, seems like a decent person isn't good enough. Period. Preach. It's giving too. thank you next. <laughs> yeah it's getting that was interesting (laughs) for him to say yeah and I feel like I don't know it's kind of weird as we get like further into it obviously you meet a sister and stuff like that and they have a really interesting dynamic and like parallel but I feel like you forget sometimes that Ragnar is just as vicious as Sefi like he did grow up in the ice planet and like he talks about riding on a griffin and (laughs) but like you know and it's it's like you kind of forget that he was this like warrior god from the planet that he's from and like you know he was being sold into slavery to fight in like the pits because he's such Mm -hmm. a gentle giant and it's like when he gives this advice you're like oh my god you literally have like been through it and you know the right things to do you know what i mean and you're like in it for the right reasons and i really like that and i like that he gets to kind of be there for darrow in that way that i do like the way that he writes the women in his books i do like when they meet seppi she is literally like vicious she's bloodthirsty mm-hmm. she is not ragnar she got tongues on her on her lap you know just hanging she's on to her belt and like he doesn't even have to tell her that she needs to kill her mom she's just like i'm done with this bitch chit chatting away mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is what we got to do so we're gonna we're gonna do it right right um, what i was gonna say is i feel like ragnar was kind of Darrow's moral compass and I Mm -hmm. feel like we definitely had to kind of get rid of that to get shit done do not say that Grace I'm just saying well he's already dead (laughs) yeah I didn't write it R.I.P. that's sad fuck me man on another note this was like the most depressing death that he has written in my opinion and that's coming from me this is the saddest most emotional fucking death but then somehow he says in that interview that he like wrote the most emotional one in Lightbringer. Like, what are you talking about? Like, literally, what tell could me you how to possibly sir? do anymore. Listen, that death is really sad. Getting back on track, that death is really sad. And I feel like the part two where like he Daryl like offers for Sefi to like be with him on his dying breath, and she's like, she kind of is like, no, you're his brother. And I was like, oh my god, like it's like gut wrenching. 
mm-hmm. horrific. I don't want to skip too far ahead because there are a couple parts in there that I really like. But I agree with you. I do think that the girls are written really, really well. Sorry, that was like all over the place. I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think he writes women really well. And I think that he does a good job of like kind of making them all their own characters. And we get a lot of really powerful women with very strong personalities in this one. And I I like how he sets that up for like the rest of the series. The women are more savage and more powerful than the men ever are in the entire series. And this is why every time anybody wants to talk shit about Red Rising, like, do you even know what you're talking about? Have you met Travis? Red Rising? Even when Daryl and Mustang are together after they have that meeting with Adrius, like, on the hollow after the wedding, she's, like, crying. She's like, oh, sorry, I realized I was going to cry. And Daryl goes, "Um, I'm pretty sure I cry more than you do. And I was like, girl, you do. Like yeah. you literally are such a crybaby. That I really love that about Darrow, but he he cries a lot. Yeah, that bitch cries like all lot. the time. Darrow be crying left and right. I really like the hospital part where he goes and like chats with everybody and stuff. And I feel like you're starting to kind of get this moment where Darrow realizes like he is needed and how important he is. And he like meets other like hell divers and stuff. No, I'm um, talking about the part where he just goes into the hospital. Not after they get back from the ice planet. Like, right at the very beginning, he just goes in there. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I take it all back. Yeah, I don't that, Am I making this up? Did I, that one just come to me? In a, <laughs> I don't dream, in a fucking fever dream? I don't know. Anyways, okay, let's talk about the Quicksilver raid and how that's an absolute shit show. And I literally LOL'd. I'm glad Mickey's back. I love Mickey. I missed I love... him. Mickey's like, this is my husband. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's He's like, like why? I know this guy. And several's like, don't fucking care who oh, douche and like knocks him out and i'm like this guy's on hands oh. <laughs> yeah you like really fucks him up we missed what? a whole scene where Severo has darrow's eyes oh my god <laughs> his, his original eyeballs the fucking psychopath he gives me like... big rocket vibes from guardians <laughs> yeah that is Severo. he just shrugs He's not he's looking like, I hope at you don't mind. Did you beat them? Like, you want them back? And he's like, no. Yeah, you're not using them. He I said, really they're forgot. beautiful. He's like, glad you think so. They're yours. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think that you were needing them. So... I actually blacked that out for trauma reasons. And I was laughing at that part so hard. <sighs> I actually blacked that out. Oh, good. That is so funny. Okay. What else did we forget? So the Quicksilver Raid, that part is wild and wackadoodle. And I think this is like a really big moment for the two of them, kind of realizing like, Darrow thinking you know like I have to prove myself I have to like do what several wants me to do because he is the leader but his like love for Mustang is just like I think in this moment it's a real big like chef's kiss because he's he like realizes that you can't just be carnage and even if it does the right thing for him because he loves her so much he knows that like she's also still like so essential and I think mm-hmm. that's like wild also, how wow. big is Ragnar that he can pick Kavik's ass up he literally picks yeah. him up and throws him across the room Kavik's yeah well it's those eight fingers man (laughs) that's what i always think about well i feel like obsidians are still bigger than golds are they yeah there's a reason the golds are so scared of them yeah i guess that's true i just thought that kavix and and daxos and pax were like the size of an obsidian like he literally picks him up and throws him like a little baby fucking needs him i was like guys how fucking large is this brochacho I absolutely cannot. Also, I think there's a quote here where Daryl literally goes, these people are the only thing that matter, and I just want to punch him in the throat. Daryl has a real pride issue in this thing, where he's like, don't kill them, I need them. And I'm like, for what though, sir? He's like, I can stop this. I'm like... Yes, that is it. He was like, 
Sure. Please. Oh, that fucking the Moira check, the Olympic night, just mm. absolutely like getting roasted from the inside out. No thanks. No, thank like I really thought she made she picked some better choices here, and those bitches that... were just getting their ass whooped. Yeah, they're not really good Olympic nights. Yeah, you would think that you guys would be a little better about this shite, but um, they were pretty shit. Is that Asia's sister? I can't remember. Because there's three of them. Yes, I think she's one of the Furies, right? Because it's Aja, yeah. her, and then who's the other one? We haven't, like, met her yet, I don't think. But that part was wild to me. I was like, I thought you were an Olympic knight. I thought Cassius was a really good fighter. And then literally, it's just, like, one little bomb. And Kavik's getting tossed across the room. And they're like, oh, fuck. And, like, I love, I do love, there's so many lines in here where Kavik gets captured. And Mustang's like, again? Again? Yeah. Again? It's always Kavik, dude. Always. I'm like, you are size so great old biggin, sir. Like, how are you? He's like, I'm a damsel in distress. <laughs> he's like, me, me and yeah. my fox and our jelly beans. Just living our lives. He's a, he's a big <laughs> boy, but he's a soft boy. It's so, that, honestly, like, Kavik's character makes me kind of sad because they talk about how he's, like, mentally unstable. And they're like, wouldn't it just be better to, like, believe in that stuff? Even though he's been probably, like, dropped on his head a couple, couple too many times. <laughs> and that's, like, why? Yeah. He believes in magic and his kids just go along with it just to keep it going that like it kind of hinders it a little bit. It like makes me sad for him. I'm like, he seems like your demented like uncle that's like drunk at every party. Yeah, Yeah, he really does. He just keeps on keeping on. Yeah, I think this part is crazy. And I actually really do hate that Severo and Darrow get into this big fight here because Darrow's so cocky. He's like, oh, they don't need me. Like I can do this all on my own. And then Severo like cuts the comms and they get in like that fight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that part, I don't know, that part makes me sick. Oh, I love when they were throwing hands. <laughs> I'm like, Severo just starts crying. And he's like, do you tell anybody about this? I'm going to be so mad or whatever. And I was like. Yeah, but this is the part where, like, they're in that fight. And he doesn't know what to do. And they literally have to break out in fucking space. And, like, he oh, was like, why yeah. would you cut my comms back then? You know what I mean? And, like, Daryl has to, like, pull them all together. And then he's like, tie yourselves together. We're all going to fucking die. And then oh, what's her face? Like, oh, God. It's like, if you hold your breath, you're going to die. And then he's like, in space, frozen, howling. And I'm like, are you literally going to make it? Like, I was, like, stressed. Do you remember yeah. this part? Mm-hmm. That part, go. like, gives me chills and also makes me simultaneously want to throw up. Yeah, makes me terrified of space and, uh, you know, the d- deep ocean. The yeah, other and they're so first. fucking mean to Severo. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys need to, like, get it together. Like, hug and kiss and make up. God damn it. The best of you all. Well, they definitely had to establish who was calling the shots, and Mm -hmm. they, yeah, they were having a little power struggle, and they didn't want to admit they were having a power struggle, so then they had to get into a physical fight over it, and then they were buddy-buddy again. Yeah, but, like, Severo was doing the best he could, and they were just like, oh, he's so, I don't know, all right, like, justice for Severo, because they were so fucking mean to him. Yeah, as if he hasn't saved thousands and thousands of lives that's right how about you all go fuck yourselves as if he did not take up this mantle that he did not want in order to save all you dumb people as if ungrateful sons how about he let you how about he lets you all die next time that's right that's (laughs) fucking right how about i would you ungrateful assholes. Anyways, that part makes me sick. <laughs> and Grace is like, listen, um, he like did an okay-ish job. He needed a break. He needed a break, but I mean, you got to be mean to him. They're so no. fucking mean. They're like, oh, like talking shit behind his back. Like, can you imagine if all your friends were like talking about how you were unhinged behind your back? I don't know. Is that what you people do to That'd me? Be pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I 
I know what? Hey, mute your mic. Mute your mic. Anyway, Grace, Tatiana. Listen, Linda, listen. I'm just saying that part made me Uh, sick, but like, it is really cool. And I think that's a really powerful moment, especially for like all the howlers and stuff, because he's like, he says it in there. He's like, I'm so fucking scared. I'm terrified. But like, I have to do the only thing I know how to do. And that's fake it till you make it, baby. Period. That's it. I love that part. I think it's so fucking crazy. That's also this whole scene where they're like on the ship and they're having to jump out into space. That was also the first time that I noticed anything between Victra and Severo. That was like the first spark because she grabs him. And it's like, oh, it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's so right. I really love them like so much. And I love that both of them are so fucked up that like they really both think they're not good enough for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that they're like perfect together. <laughs> they're perfect. <laughs> I really, my love for her definitely, like I've always really liked her, but like, I think she's definitely one of my favorites now mm-hmm. after this reread. Yeah, I agree. Just some of the shit she says is so funny. And then some of it's like so real, you know? I, I think for me, like the first, I think it was the second time I read it. I did the audiobook and the part, this is skipping ahead, but for Victra, the part where Darrow decides to blow up the dock, like, right. Mm-hmm. And she figures it out before everybody else does. And they're sitting there and her line is literally share the load, darling. Like, I remember reading that and like getting chills because I was like, she's such a good friend that like she felt feelings for him was like, you know, whatever, trying to be romantic with him. And he rejected her. She still made sure like as she was dying to let him know that she did not betray him. And then as he's saving her life later on, she made sure he knew that she did not know. And like she just saw and then she was like, you are like the love of my life, like my soulmate. You know what I mean? Like Daryl and her like soulmates. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. That part like gives say, me chills. She does say something about like in another world or like in another lifetime or something like that. Yeah. Like they would be together. God, that would be. They're like friendship, match. love of their lives, you know? Like yeah, they, they're like they're they're several best friends. But yeah, yeah, it Cassius would never is, be. Several and Darrow are brothers and like Cat, several. I think we talked about this. We were like several and Darrow are like siblings and him and Cassius are like best friends. And I feel like Daryl and Victor are like soulmates. Yes. Yeah. Daryl yeah. and Cassius are like boyfriends. Yeah, that's right. They're like yeah. boyfriends. I, I need to stop saying period. I was like, period. Period. <laughs> Pop up, girl. Like, they're like enemies to right. lovers. Yeah. <laughs> they're like friends that's to enemies. Enemies to lovers. Enemies to, lovers, to, enemies to friends to lovers. <laughs> that's my favorite circle. trope. Or they're my favorite part of that trope is yeah they're enemies to lovers yeah I just I love her so much and like that is that's so true I actually forgot about that moment there is a couple lines in here I don't know when it is but I wrote this down because it actually like broke my soul when they get back and Daryl's like talking about you know what are we gonna do how am I gonna be the leader of all of this or whatever and like talks about EO that stupid crotchety bitch again and he literally says a line she was everything to me and I was just a piece of her life that woman fucked that man up mm-hmm and like he, it's like him talking about why he let Mustang go or whatever. He was like, I'm not worthy. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Well, his mom helped him figure that one out. His mom yeah. was like, yeah, she kind of sucked. And he <laughs> was like, mom's yeah, she up. did. I'm I never curious. liked her. I, we love, we love mama. We love mama Lycos. <laughs> what is Daryl's last oh. name? Of Lycos? Yeah. I don't know if he has a last name it's, technically. Uh, it's, right? it's, it's Lycos. Is it? Yeah. Because right? nobody has wait. Yeah, yeah, because nobody has the last name because they're slaves. 
Yeah, I was gonna say no one had time to give them all fucking different last names. Yeah. Right, because he's he is Daryl Augustus, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we love Mama Lycos. She the bomb. Oh yeah, oh Lycos. There you go. All right, all right. Um, you're right. You're right. I think. What? He's in drop it. Yeah, Al Andromedas. Yeah. Because that's what's the Stasis house. But then he's also Augustus. Who's Andromedas? That's Era? his fake name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Name. That's the name they came up with. I read this book so five, five fucking times this year. And I'm like, who's the Andromedas this is? <laughs> I know nothing. What's the Pegasus Legion? I don't understand. <laughs> who are the who are the howlers? Like, I don't know them. I'm not really sure they are. Um <laughs> It's literally, it's literally that Parks and Rec meme where he's like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. What does Andy say? God damn it. Hang on. Now I have to look it up. I ruined Wait, it. Wait, when? I just am, still want to know the meaning of Mustang's password being Darrow's prisoner number. Yeah. I want to know what that means. Like, I'm about to DM this man on Instagram and be like, <laughs> what does this mean? Tell me. I need to know because it's so weird. It's such a strange Easter egg. That is a strange Easter egg. Anyway. So that it's like that scene from Parks and Rock where Andy's like, I have no idea what blah, blah, blah is. And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. That's you with the howlers. <laughs> that is me. I'm like, who are, whom are they? <laughs> Where's Luna? What, is that a girl? Like, I thought she was a character. Is that a planet? Is that a planet? Is that a city? <laughs> I've said it's a planet like five times in this recording, so. Yeah. I just want to know who broke Pierce's heart because his relationship with EO is fucked up. Why do you name his dog EO? That's what I want to know. Honestly, Pierce, if you're listening, I'm I'm worried for you. And honestly, we're we're here for you as well. I'm just curious um, who broke little BB's heart. Just asking for a friend. No. He might need some help. Like, he might need a hug. I don't know. I'm just saying that some of these lines are pretty fucking rough. Oh, my God. There's one part of just, like, his speech writing capabilities are so grand. But there's literally one part of the book that I highlighted, like, an entire page and a half. His speeches are really good. I honestly, I forgot. This is given around again, always. I forgot that he didn't have sigils. Like, I genuinely gasped. I was like, shock to me. I love that part. I think that's so sick. I literally forgot that he did and he, that. Like, I don't know. He's just such a rebel. I think like, I know what speech you're talking about too, Grace. And I tabbed it also, but only because it reminds me of the Hunger Games yet again. Because at the end he says, and if we fall, others will take our place because we are the tide and we are the tide and we are rising. And in the Hunger Games, in Mockingjay, she's like, if you burn or no, if we burn, you burn with us. And I was like, that's plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out. Calling you out, Pierce. Against, against Pierce or your favorite person on planet Earth? Do fuck Suzanne Collins. I hope he steals everything from her. She, I got beef with her. This is not the first time that man has been compared to her. So you know what? You do you, boo boo. <laughs> I've had enough. I mean, it's essentially pretty much the same ish story. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. It, it is. It, it is the same story. There just happens to be a larger amount. No, I guess Shelly's probably the bottom. Yep, same story. <laughs> we were like, similar. well, it's not really like the Hunger Games. Like, I don't know why people keep saying that. It's not that similar. Like, I definitely said like, that. I don't know how else to explain it. So it is kind of like Space Hunger Games, but it's not. <laughs> we it's definitely not. got so mad about that. We literally episode. said that. 
Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Ragnar says that he will not control, he will lead, and that makes me want to die because I love him so much. I will also say I really do like when they go to the ice planet and when he almost dies at the very beginning. I was like, is this called foreshadowing, my friend? Are you foreshadowing the future? Not yet. Well, give it Um, another chapter, Ragnar. Speaking of foreshadowing, when him and Daryl are reunited some part in the beginning, he was like, I thought I lost you. And he's like, no, the darkness hasn't claimed me yet, my friend. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, well, that's dark if you know what happens next. So, yeah, I thought that was Well, and also like the cannibals. Mm. Eating golds right in front of them. Disgusting. While they're alive. And Cassius buries them. While they're still alive. He engraves the rock and buries them. My little golden boy. All right, no goal, out. but you should have walked away. <laughs> yeah, you better run, bro. I'm not Let even going Listen, that part is so sad. And like, I I remember reading it the first time thinking like, oh, Ragnar's dead and this is how he dies. And then when he doesn't die, I was like, woof. And then one chapter later. Yeah. That part is horrific. But I do really like that scene though, where they're inside the ship and they like weld themselves in. And you're like, oh, is Cassius dead? Is Aja dead? No idea what's happening there. And then Harmony and Mustang like finally have a moment where they like understand Mm -hmm. each other and talk about each other. And like, I think that was so like well done. And it's a really like interesting dynamic between all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they can see the shadows of them walking by. (laughs) Yeah. That reminds me of Firefly, that TV show and the movie Serenity, Mm -hmm. because they have kind of cannibalist people. Yeah. They have like weird space cannibals. That's what it reminds me of. I like forgot that we meet Sefi or um, what's her name? Serafina. Why are their names all the same? Can we just have a yeah. chat? <laughs> like Pierce, there are twenty fucking plus letters in the alphabet. I don't know how many there are. There are several letters in the alphabet. Stop naming people the exact. Tactus's fucking older brother's named Tharsis or what? Something like that. And I'm like, that's why they all. Why I got us out? Start with T's. It's Tactus, Apollonius, Titus. But... And Holiday and Harmony and Sefi and Serafina, like, are you a razor ad? It makes me feel like you're selling me a Venus razor. Like, Serafina, <laughs> stop it. Are you, go drink a bottle of yourself, Evian. Does anybody have a D name besides Darrow? Yeah, Daxos, calm down. Answer. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's broken. Our table. That's how I feel. I'm sorry, Daxo. <laughs> that was fucked up. His the sister, uh, Eo's sister starts with Eo. Eo and Eo. Eo and Eo. Shut the fuck up. Like that is wrong. It's not right. There's no way that's correct. Also, yeah. it's Severo, Serafina, and Sefi. And Holiday and Harmony. I that one makes me want to kick a baby because honestly, they're kind of irrelevant <laughs> enough that I forget who's who. Leave the baby so long. I also There's love that Darrow and and too. Mustang are so absolutely, and Cassius too, at this part, are so absolutely ignorant about how fucking unhinged the Obsidians are. <laughs> they're like in a ship and they're like, there's no way that they're eating him. It's probably going to be a bear. And he's like literally eating a gold as it's alive. Yeah. And they're like big Starts wolf. trying to eat Darrow. Yeah. Doesn't he like take a chunk yeah. out of his fucking face? Yeah. yeah and he's he, like. He misses his nose. I think he bites his face. Yeah. He yeah. bites his face. <sighs> And he's like, yeah, if they eat you and they die, they die of gold. I'm like, that is nuts. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's wackadoodle time. I was like, is everybody okay? I just, I like, LOL that Darrow and 
Mustang and them like do not realize how unhinged they are. And then also that battle between them is I think that's like some really good space fighting. Anybody else agree? Like, or I guess like a, a battle sequence kind of thing, because they're like trekking across and he's like, you know, they drop their guns. All they have is their razors. Oh, look, dead people, dead this. And they're like mm-hmm. chasing down. Like, I think that's a really good like action sequence. Mm-hmm. She's hidden in the snow with her sniper rifle. Yeah. And Love it's like that woman. Bang, blue, bop. America. <laughs> Dude. That's right. Earth, baby. Earth. Dude, her, like, old school guns that she has that were trigs. She, I do really like her a lot. I do, too. And they're like, she's a bad oh, it's the 13th Legion that came with. And she's like, uh, bitch, I am the 13th Legion. I was like. Yeah. Harmony. Dragoon, baby. Holiday. God damn it. I did it. I fucking did it just now. Yeah, she has some good insight too i feel like there's a part where she's sitting with darrow at the front of like the helm of the ship in front of all the like the windows and he was like oh i used to not mind silence like in the you know caves or whatever yeah what do they call it (laughs) wherever he used to live and um were they mines yeah (laughs) and um she was like well as you get older like you feel this you know you have more to fill the silence with as you get older and i was like damn as somebody who like cannot really like function in a quiet space but then also has like really bad audio anxiety yeah i was like hmm, interesting are you guys all Ugh. right no i agree i don't understand how cassius is still alive at the end of this battle like he got a an arrow like to the neck through the trachea <laughs> like whoops yeah he's like you won't shoot me and mustang's like bet <laughs> shoot the right cocky bitch she I literally know. said he bet never trust yeah. a hoe am i right that's right that's right never trust a hoe <laughs> yeah she was like sorry people yeah but like how are you still alive they like literally dragged you through the mud and the crusties all the way up to there and then they took you the obsidian people like took you Mm-hmm. and then you went to like some temple and the goals didn't even try to like heal your ass and then you had to like chit chat with Sefi, and then they carried your ass on a ship and then they hung you like how are you alive friend talk about he's just vibing he's just vibing vibing just my part it's i'm okay. like don't worry guys we're not gonna spoil the rest of the series she's like except for ooh, watch out baby <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying does anyone did anyone feel that way like when you were reading it you were like oof i wonder how cassius is alive yeah yeah this man is bullied the yeah. whole book. i'm a little bit like justice for cassius like I, <laughs> has he concerned. done wrong no no he has not <laughs> well i like he's about to get like hung and he's talking to his Severo, and he's like or no they're about to let him out and so he's like Severo, i killed your dad he goes you really gotta stop reminding me of that like, <laughs> get it together my guy got it together was, cassius just like doesn't say anything oopsies like cassius don't be stupid you're lucky honestly I mean, you're lucky just to be alive bad about it. Genuine <laughs> guilt okay so this is the part where severo and ragnar have like a big bl- or several oh, ragnar r.i.p this is the part where severo and daryl have like their big blowout it was like right after this and he's like how could you let him die and daryl was like mm-hmm. bitch i was doing the best i fucking could mm-hmm. and then he cries and that part is like gut-wrenching honestly but they needed to duke it out and they were besties after I know it made me sad though I'm like this part is like depressing but I think it is a really good show of like the spectrum of emotion that all of these characters have and like how much Pierce has like instilled in them 
and the development of their relationship. Like he says so many times, like how grateful he is. Also, I forgot to mention their howler initiation, but like he talks about like how grateful he is for Severo and like all that he does and like how much, and he still realizes like the howlers mean so much to him. But at the same time, like they can notice each other's like flaws and he can take over because he's a cocky son of a bitch. But like, I kind of like that, you know? Anyways, yeah, I forgot about howler initiation. That part was horrific. If I ever ate a cockroach, you better kill me. Just let me go. <laughs> I- I'll get in the box. Like, I don't even care a little bit. I'll get in the box. Anyway, that's why Tatiana doesn't know what the howlers are. <laughs> and this is why I'll never be initiated because I would, in fact, not eat the bucket. Barf. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, ma'am. My dad told me to sack up because I kept running away from all of the wasps run away from him too they'll sting you just he because was like, they can he's like you need to grow up and i was like i'm not getting stung by a, a big ass flying bug thank mm-mm, you mm-mm. i won't be doing any of that thank you i legit just every time something flew by me i would like promptly get up and exit i, I will fully start crying i can't i will not do it nope i hate bugs so much but like we have so many wasps here that as soon as you said that i was like fuck no that's a deal breaker okay so we're at the part where they fight Aja. I love all that. He dies. Sefi kills her mother, blah, blah, blah. Severo and them crying. Okay, I think the part where Severo says he just wanted a simple life makes me want to die. And kids. And kids and like the foreshadowing. But like, I just feel so bad because it really showed that like he never wanted this life. And he really wanted like what his dad wanted for him and what his dad like wanted at end life. He just wanted like a happy, simple life with his like wife. And then they had to go and fucking yeet her ass off the side of a fucking spaceship and it was like i don't know that part just made me like so sad because you're like Severo never asked for this he never wanted to be a martyr he never killed himself over a woman he never acted like a fucking fool and he didn't want to be a part of any of it and then he just had to be and it's like well it goes back to the conversation fitchner and darrow had about like leaving Severo out of it yeah really yes and the first one yeah just kind of sad damn that sucks that's sad that makes me and sad all over again yeah and then darrow says we're the light and we're spreading and i was like he has like, some good ass lines in this one what he has a great speech he says it at the very end with several he's like we're gonna get through this everything's gonna be like fine we're the light and we're spreading we're the we're like we're, we're the what society needs and at the end of this we'll be able to have like that farm on the moon <laughs> yeah they're already thinking about their future yeah i love when Daxos is like hanging out with Mustang and Darrow's family and Daxos is like so elegant and it's just like prim and proper and everybody else is a fucking savage and I just wine he's like they're trying to feed me jet fuel I'm not drinking this shit he's like that's whiskey the jackal is fucking nuts that was one of my not sure what that's in reference to but it's true all the but same. it's true i do a bad job i like write these notes as i'm reading and then so i can try to like keep an order and then i'm like i don't remember what any of this is there is a part in here i think where darrow goes to the hospital and talks to cassius and is like what are your goals in life and all that kind of stuff and he literally says in his head that he's like craves cassius approval and i find that so fascinating because when he was in the institute he was kind of like this guy is everything that's wrong with society right like he's so prim and proper and then as he like fell in love with him and all that i think the moment that cassius stabbed him for the right reasons darrow kind of like flipped a switch and was like he's not wrong i made the mistake and maybe what i'm like care about is wrong you know what i mean and now he like craves his approval and is like cassius is what like like 
good high value morals are that's kind of how it feels mm-hmm. you know what i mean am i like am i just yeah. shooting my shot here no i agree he kind of immor- immor- like immoralizes him is that the right word yeah oh my god we're doing our fucking best today he like <laughs> idolizes one brain him. cell and it's bouncing around <laughs> that's yeah. right that's right he yeah like idolizes him or like like not immor- mm-hmm. yeah maybe immortalizes like makes him like yeah kind of puts him on a pedestal he's i guess like he's the golden boy yeah as i'm he is like Love the you, legit baby. golden boy yeah he is our golden son he's our golden son in this one for sure yeah. i know he is yeah i thought that part was wild and then he kind of talks to him about like his strategy and he's like what do you know and cassius is like i just can't sit here and like let the jackal continue to wreak havoc upon society and is like he stole the nukes by the way mm. by the that way bt watching rogue like flounder Oof. when Roke is just floundering in that whole meeting about them he's like well I can't tell you that's classified I'm like you're such a dumb little bitch Ugh, that was so frustrating okay this part I I'll, I won't lie to you guys can I can I say it I'll say it I don't like Roke in this one you're right I see it I saw it yeah. I felt it yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's slimy as hell he's so icky and Daryl like I don't know that part was crazy I forgot that Daryl meets Serafina blacked that shit out felt a very Lysander and Golden Sun moment Mm-hmm. where he's yeah. like you're my hero mm-hmm. and then she like trot a lot of lollas off but no i think that part was i really liked that part and i think i figured it out what why everybody hates roke because in that moment he is he's so slimy he's so self-righteous and then this is what i'm saying like i don't understand roke and the jackal because he literally can't even defend himself about why he's friends with him or why he's working with him he's like society told me and it's like no like roke before yeah. that you would have had like a six paragraph quote from pluto about why this is the right thing to do but instead you're doing it for the money and the status and the power that you've gotten and like you've turned into this whole different person and then when Darrow at the end like tr- goes up to him and Mustang's like go talk to him or whatever Roke is like such an asshole he's like you can never fix this I'm like oh, you're a punk ass bitch yeah. how's that feel yeah he kind of dug his own grave there's a part right after that where they're like starting that battle and Darrow brings up the fact that like Roke was like so focused on his own like way of honor that like now he's caused all of these people to die when they're trying to board his ship and Darrow was like oh I'd much rather die like horribly than have all these people have to go through all of this you know yeah I was like true so true tell everybody what you realized about Mustang's code on her little thing when Rogue's being a little bitch Oh yeah, she tells what's whoever else is in that little like meeting or whatever with Romulus and everybody. She was like, "Oh yeah, my data pad password like is," and then it's literally it's Darrow's prisoner number that Adrius gave him. And I'm That's like, crazy. I, really I don't love know. that. I just want to know why. Want to throw? There up. probably is like literally no reason for it, but I want to know why. Here, so those are lottery numbers. Like if you, <laughs> yeah, like. It's such a long, long number. Yeah. And it's so random. I have a question logistically. Who the fuck is the dude they're meeting with? He's the Ash Lord, right? Of the like the outer moons that like they meet with Roke and everything. Like this is the guy that's all the way. He's the Ash Lord, right? Or are those different people? Because like I actually get this confused all the time. Because Romulus? Um, Yeah. Romulus is like, yeah, like the moon lord. Like, but is that different than the Ash? Yeah, he's the one that burned down the whole. The Ashlord is Lysander's godfather and Asia's dad. Who the fuck is that guy? He's the I'm one Googling that burned the Rhea. The Ashlord is Magnus Algrimus. 
Yeah. But like, where did he come from? He, you don't really see him until Iron Gold, or I mean, until oh. the end of Morning Star, and then yeah, yeah. Iron Gold. Is the Moon Lord and the Ash Lord? So those are two different people. <laughs> Again, with the names, you can't be calling Moon Lords. Lord. Yeah, are just are in, in reference to everybody in the Outer Rim. Are we in British society? <laughs> Fucking Lord, this isn't Bridgerton. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. I was very confused. We will not see him until later. I don't understand. Because you Invicta, only saw a hollow of him. Yeah. But I thought he was the same. I thought he was the dude they were like meeting with that was like, get out of my house, you dumb bitch. No. When they go into this final battle with Roke and Victor shows up on Darrow's ship, I got a little misty eyed. I like love their friendship so much. Mm-hmm. It is so heartwarming. And Darrow says some really sad, sad lines in this last space battle, which by the way, I think this is another like fight scene that's done really well because there's so much going on and you understand every part of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think this one's really epic but he says like one more friend lost to the cause after rogue kills himself r.i.p and then he goes he goes at the very start of the battle actually i don't know what when he says one more friend lost the cause because that's in a different order he says eo if you're watching it's time to close your eyes that's right Mm -hmm. i love that scene i love that That man goes feral that part fucked me up and then when they finally get into the bridge and then they go through and they like the gravity and the obsidians are like fighting with them and Sefi's like on her way and she's like the fuck is going on and it just shows you like how smart all these other colors are when never like got a chance to be and then when they finally break in and it's like a pink that let them in oof and she literally says bye felicia (laughs) (laughs) i was just talking to somebody on instagram about that so funny. He posted on a story. He's like, Pierce Brown did not. I was like, Pierce Brown did. Pierce Brown, in fact, did. Yeah. He's a big fan of doing. <laughs> and then Roke and him, and they are like in that battle, and he's like going to kill himself. And then he's like, What was she like? And was it worth it? Roke asks Darrow, and he goes, She was a dreamer just like you. And I should have loved you more. <laughs> like, that is like heart wrenching. I think that's why I love Roke so much the first time I read it, because I wasn't like, I didn't know what was going to happen afterwards. So I don't know the, like the repercussions of the rest of this book and everything that goes on. And it almost feels like at that moment, like if he was able to save Roke, he would have been able to like save the society. I think the first time you read it, you don't know everything that's going to happen and how, mm-hmm. and how bad it like gets. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, like I was devastated because I was like, he says like all these things and he's like telling him like, I should have loved him more. He's my best friend. I I did fuck up. And then he just like, well, I feel like, Darrow brings up to, I think it's Victor. He was like, well, I saved Tactus. I really think he could have changed. And I was like, oof. But I feel like he feels the same way with Roke. Yeah, it's like so sad. But Roke was a little bit better of a person than Tactus. So I feel like they feel a little more yeah. inclined <laughs> to for him. But yeah, and then Roke literally says, if I had the power, I would kill you. And you're like, all right, well, pop off, girlfriend. Kill yourself, then. And Darrow doesn't realize when he, like, steps through all of his blood. I was like, oopsie. And then afterwards, they take over his ship, and he brings Cassius in, and they, like, drink whiskey and, like, reminisce about their sad, sad mm. time at the end. That part is that horrific. So falling. Falling. It was like, so sweet. I'm thunder well, the- you're lightning. <laughs> and towards the end, yeah, Cassius is like... That's when they're drinking the whiskey. Uh, yes. Yes. And Cassius is like, you think you're going to die, don't you? Yeah, because Daryl does not expect to make it. I And I love it because it's like, you know that they have a a moment, obviously. And it's like this rekindling their friendship that we've wanted since like page 40, book one. You know what I mean? 
-hmm. because Cassius is a good character like he's an amazing character he is he's a little bit of Tachis he's a little bit of Darrow he's a little bit of Mustang and Roke and Severo like he's kind of the perfect combo of all like you're saying he is the golden boy and it's like oh man you really thought that like Cassius was the bad guy in the last one like he's just some stuck up prick and it's like no he's actually like the moral compass that we all needed and that part is like it's so like touching and like nostalgic I don't know I loved it also I love that Cavix gets captured again and is like I'm a damsel in distress it's like that's right (laughs) this is the part where Electra oh my god what's her fucking name Antonia kills thistle that was graphic she pulls her head she pulls her head straight through the bars did you when you read that the first time if you guys remember did you think that was going to happen like did you predict that at all i knew something bad was going to happen but i didn't think it was going to be that fucking gross yeah i <laughs> definitely didn't think she was going to die she's just crazy so and like, they're just talking about being leverage you know so you know one yeah. of them is gonna be worth something and the other's not yeah i don't know i assume it's gonna be uh antonia i know i just felt so bad because severo's like sad about thistle and like Mm -hmm. how awful she was to him and oh oh then we get to the part where cassius and severo hang themselves (laughs) and he gives a really good speech that is iconic and i love this moment because there's a part where seffy is like dazed and confused and just wondering why everybody in this fucking bunker is so unhinged and Mm -hmm. this also is a weird moment too because i feel like we get kind of an inkling this is a vague okay i will say this this is a very vague spoiler for what's to come in the next two books but i think this is a weird moment where you finally kind of see what sefi is like capable of you know what i mean and it's spooky well she's like hiding they're like they well they even bring it up later on after that they bring it up then and after but when mm-hmm. they're like well she united a bunch of people like under yeah her like she is the obsidian everybody said it was impossible and they're like, like fuck is this the game is this game of thrones is she the king of the north yeah yeah she is <laughs> yeah she is mm-hmm. yeah that that part is and she's doodle. sexist that's right female power <laughs> i i also really like this scene and i thought it was really funny and then they get married and the wedding scene is like it's so sweet and like she goes i want to be our barca baka how do you say his last name barca, barca. That's barca. like a parka i said it yeah yeah and she was like no no we talked about this already <laughs> they're so cute together like what and she and she says as long as it doesn't make me something and she talks about i can't remember the quote and i like can't paraphrase it because it sounds weird but she says something about her as long as her taking him his name doesn't make her something diminutive yeah like height diminutive or something like that where she basically she's like as long as it doesn't make me short she makes like a short joke and i think it's really yeah that's actually so funny let me find it yeah and then i mean the wedding's sad and then like you know we have that moment what is his fucking name nero gets shot by the jackal shot in the fucking head yeah, and it's like three weeks old. Oh, that part was like so Mission Impossible. Like, I was like he's been dead. Yeah, and he cries, and Mustang's like, "It's okay to cry." And you're like, "It is okay and to cry." You're has, a lot. Um, you right. Uh, you right. He, the Jackal still has his um, pistol. That's when they right. Come mm-hmm. back. Yeah, Jackal's like, fucking yeah. crazy. Oof, oof, oof. This part is crazy. Like I definitely didn't see it coming when he lets Cassius out. But this part like shocked me. I remember when I read it the first time, I was texting you nonstop, Tiffany, and I was like spoil me like tell me the truth is is several was- alive like i need to know and you were like i won't tell you i won't t-. i was devastated i really thought there's he was a dead. lot of tells 
or there's at least two tells um that you obviously don't realize the first time you read it yeah noticed it he's drinking out of of a flask just casually that was obvious to me and then daryl mentioned something about him slurring his words Mm -hmm. yeah i was like how did I and miss that the first Deborah time? just like doesn't get drunk. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really. And the fact that he was on watch drinking from this flask. That's yeah. not like him. I'm going back to their wedding. It says, she's talking about her last name. She said, yesterday I was, today I'd rather be a Barca, presuming you don't have a problem with that and I don't have to become proportionally diminutive. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. <laughs> I, well, I love, love a that. short joke. That's right. <laughs> I think this plan is wild. Like, I definitely didn't anticipate the them getting, like, stacked in a crate and all that shit. And, like, obviously, you know, yeah. Cassie is going to care about Mustang. But, like, dropping him off with the fucking jackal? <laughs> I'd been like, no, thank you. I won't be giving up my prisoners at all. Like, even when you're supposed to think, you know, you're thinking that he, you know, flip-flopped on them. He's still, like, you still see him having an issue with giving them up to the jackal. Yeah. Also, the fact that the jackal was still holding on to that grudge, bro, you just get another hand. It's just been get six another years. fucking hand. He, won't, he, won't, he literally won't, though. You, like, did this to yourself. Like, you weren't that mm-hmm. clever. I don't know. But I think that's okay. this is a good moment, too, where, like, you know, Mustang talks about this. I think it's in Golden Sun, where she's like, he's not like us. Like, he, where he made the maze thing. And he freaks her out mm-hmm. with a maze and is like, you can't solve it. Is that this one? Did she talk about that in this one or the last one? I can't remember. I think it was this one. I think it's this one where she talks about like when they were kids or whatever. And she's like, Adrius mm-hmm. doesn't like us. He has to win. And mm-hmm. he'll like hurt himself yeah. if he doesn't. And it's well, that's also wild. It's right. a straight up psychopath. Somebody told, I think it was Mustang told Darrow during that conversation. They were like, yeah, he's, we're just like meat sacks to him. And I was like, oops, that's gross. But yeah, Big like oops. that's literally how he sees people yeah so it is it is like a a psychopath thing where it's yeah i'm honestly so glad he dies in this one because i was sick of his nonsense of like nativity i don't even know if that's the right word but he's knucking futz i genuinely forgot that whole scene like i knew they killed the sovereign i knew they killed aja but i forgot that he blew up half of luna like i genuinely forgot that there is a possibility Mm -hmm. i never read this book before because the whole end of this i blacked out from trauma he like rips yeah. out Adrius's tongue. Yeah, he's like, kill yourself, or we're gonna keep killing everyone on this moon. And he's like, or I'm how about than <laughs> let's look in do- behind door number three? You don't like, have to be dead. Well, I feel like that's very much their. This is very much their like who they are as characters. Adrius is like, well, you got to do this, playing like freaky mind games, and it's like basically kill yourself. And then Darrow's like. You know what? I'm gonna solve this how I solve most of my problems with brute force and just rips his tongue out of his head. It's giving when like, in doubt. <laughs> rip it out. That was dark. A little too much time with well. uh, Sefi, I think, in her tongue collection. It's giving saw, like it's giving saw vibes. You know what I mean? It's giving horror yeah. movie, like get it together. He's definitely like a ringleader of some sort of weird, scary thing. Yeah, I mean, he is. The Bone Riders but, are fucking creepy. They, like, have each other. They're like, yeah, oh, I'll give like, you 100 million credits for, like, a rib bone. He's like, everybody can be bought. And I was like, <laughs> I squealed when he came in. So Who? creepy. Tactus's brother. Tactus's and he, like, older oh. brother. He's asking he, like, for Severo's his... rib bone. Yeah. His nails are painted. And I was like, this is why you're the, the besides Tactus, like, the lower brother. 
you still got one scare. It's always the middle child. Yeah, like, that was that's fucking serious. It was just that part was the weird. Also, I would like Lilith to die. Like I would she love does. if they had just killed Lysander. It's not that hard. I know. Well, Cassius has to have some flaw, and I feel like his character, like, his good part of his character and the bad part of his character are the same thing, so he won't kill a kid. Mm -hmm. He's too honorable, but he'll kill fucking Fitchner, whatever. He literally is like, let me have this one thing, let me do this one good deed. He does talk to the Sovereign at the very end before she dies about, like, her being, like, asking him why he's so upset and all this stuff, like, because you lied to me and you killed all of the children in my entire family that i forgot like, about that part like i genuinely forgot scarred. yeah That's... cassie's is like this is why so well, i feel like... like he kind of harps on that and then that's why he takes lysander under yeah. his wing because it's like a weird complex i don't know like lysander's too old to just like forget everything that happened in front of his literal eyes mm-hmm. well even darrow says like oh well he does have lauren's blood in him too and blood doesn't mean everything and i was like have you met and then you? Sarah's like it's like leaving a baby pit viper under your seat forgetting mm, yeah and, like, and just expecting it not to be reality mm-hmm. i don't love it so yeah. the jackal like i know we talked about this like two three episodes ago and by two i mean last episode the jackal did technically kill quinn right yes. i know we were trying to no, figure he that did. out he okay. did kill her but she was brain dead right like he he no, he said that he did it as like a like a favor per se. Or she would have because been she would have been Yeah, she would have been like I don't know what you would call it when somebody has like that much brain damage. But she would have had enough that she would have never been the same. And that's why he says he did it. Yeah, so he killed her. I, I still am traumatized by that. That like okay, if I was gonna say the most traumatic moments of this part of the series. Well, I guess we can get to the end, then we can talk about trauma. I that that one like lives in my brain rent free and and thistle's death. Both of those mm. horrific. Okay, so they've killed the sovereign. R.I.P. That bitch. The West is dead. We get to the very we're like at basically the very, very end. I would like to let everybody know I would be furious if you were hiding a child for me and half the people in my life fucking knew and did not tell me. Regardless of the socio-psychopath that I am. Mm. I'd be pissed. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. I birthed a child. Hmm, weird. Wackadoodle. Fun, fun, fun. He's over one now, in case you wondered. Yeah, Yeah, and like his, like Darrow's mom is like, look, it's your child. I'd be like, excuse me, Broad? Like, you're just gonna tell me. Tavix, Daxos, like Tavix's wife, Severo, Victor, like everybody knew? Everybody knew. And you guys were just cool hiding that from me? He does say that he knows why his mom did that or like i guess everybody together did that he did kind of yeah. lose his mind in the dark so i guess that's fair. yeah he couldn't be the the reaper that they needed i get it i get it but i'd be pissed well he's, he's so casual about it anyway he, so. he like loves mustang so much i'm like are you okay like i hope that she he's heals you dad. pierce i mean darrow because you were having <laughs> a really bad time there you know, I love, I, I did like that at the end, but I'm telling you, I would not forgive her. I would not forgive and forget nothing. Be like, here's your son. He's just like 18 months old. His name is Pax. Don't get emotional, okay? <laughs> I'd okay. be like, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh God. Anyways, and then we get to the part where Adrius gets his little old, get a little old toesies pulled. Ugh. Ugh. That part, I would love to Honestly, 
if I were Darrow, I'd be like playing deadbeat dad. You know, I'd be, I'd be like, are you sure that's mine? He is. You sure that's my kid? <laughs> I get a he is a deadbeat dad. <laughs> that's very true. But child. I'd be checking on that. I'd be like, he looks a little Cassius-y. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. As far as I know. <laughs> Hate to be that bitch, too but... beautiful to be my kid. I'm gonna be on Jerry Springer. Oh. Like, I just want to double check. <laughs> Yeah, Jero, you like, are not uh, the father. <laughs> you are not the father. It's actually like Cassie's plot twist. It's Cassie's kid the whole time. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be the greatest. It would make more sense because he's yeah, such a that, fucking weirdo. Right. And he's so like stiff. I think the end is really sad where she, and it's kind of full circle where she pulls Adrius's feet. But honestly, I'd have just been like. That was sad. That, that is sad. Weird. I was having a hard time imagining somebody like. I know he was like talking about him hanging, you know, and pulling his feet, but just imagining somebody trying to be hung in on the moon, I guess you have a little bit more gravity because of all the terraforming and stuff. But to me, I was just thinking of like him all noosed up, just like floating like a fucking fucked up balloon. Like a one of those That's little it. car like a car lot. Yeah. Oh my like, god. I know they that do have more gravity. Up. But, like yeah. one of those balloons at a car lot yeah mm-hmm. like a little fucked up balloon yeah, outside that, of the video I just, store like, i was kind of laughing when i was reading that i was like this is not i feel like we're like desensitized not... at this point yeah <laughs> we're like yeah, yeah he's dying and you're like yeah like one of the inflatables at a car lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> on a scale of one to ten yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's he kind of deserves it. Like, if there was anybody that deserved to die, it was Adrius. I was like, don't do it. Just leave him there. Fuck him. Right behind Lilith, perhaps Aja. There's actually a long list of people that deserve to die. This one is yeah. is a lot. Who is your MVP for this one? Fifthra. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. She really took one for the team. Really? And He's ho- the one who destroyed Ganymede. And Holiday. That's right. Holiday's like my yeah. runner-up. I think they're really similar. Victor on holiday. Mm-hmm. I feel like they both like tell Daryl all the time, like, bitch, you can't take care of yourself. He's like, I'll be fine. And they're like, no, you won't. Like, I feel like he needs that girl energy in his life to be like, yeah. bitch, get your shit together. You can't take care of yourself and you're a grown ass man. That's so true. And like, you're not the strongest one all the time. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. I feel like, yeah, they're just constant reminders for him. And I think he deserves that. <laughs> He needs that. She's needs soulmate. It. I know yeah. we talked about it very briefly, but we did not talk about his plan to blow up the docks at, at the rim. Did you guys oh, ever see that coming? Move. I never yeah. ever saw that. Like when I read it the first time, I was genuinely shocked. But I did love that line of like, let me carry the load, darling. And I was like, <laughs> what I are you doing? What? He talks about Ganymede and Golden Sun. He talks about the docks. Mm-hmm. It was like huge foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 I realized yeah. that when I read it, this I was like, oh, ugh. Yeesh. He knew what he needed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't think he should have told Romulus, like, and you'll never see me again. And if you do, you can kill me. I was like. So no. Romulus is the moon lord. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, just double check in. Oh, I guess this uh... legion is. No, I'm just <laughs> the howlers are. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the howlers are, but at this point I'm too afraid to ask. I don't know who's in Pegasus Legion. I'm too afraid to ask. 
So your guys' MVPs are Victra and Holiday. I like mm-hmm. that. Girl power. Girl power. Mine is Ragnar. He's, he's my fave. I just feel like he does a lot in this one, even though he's like kind of short lived and like he lives in infamy. I feel like towards okay. the end and like mm-hmm. I don't he know. He's the troops. Yeah, he like holds so much together, and you're just kind of like, this is so he's crazy like that he was such like a reason. profound character, and he's literally in like 75 pages of the whole series. R.I.P. Ragnar. Were you shocked the first time? Side note, were you shocked the first time you read it when Mustang became the sovereign? No, no. I feel like that was right. It's what needed to happen. Yeah. No one will follow Darrow, especially after knowing that he's not really a gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even he said no one's going to bow to her because no one bows. And so he starts that whole thing. I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Yeah, I like that. It needed right. to be that way because Darrow is still like a leader, but he's not the leader. Yeah. That was another part too. Like when she comes through and people are calling her like a traitor or whatever and then Lysander is like she's not a traitor she's your conqueror and I was like I hate you but thank you that's right (laughs) you're right rude yeah fuck that bitch so true though (laughs) oh yeah I I think I was a little surprised like I was really anticipating it being Darrow but as soon as it happened I think I was like okay well this does make sense because she does know enough about the society and like how to keep it together and Mm -hmm. I'm just still I'm very curious as we go into the next one what their hopes were and their intentions like did you guys think that this was all just going to go super smoothly and everyone was going to be like yeah I actually don't want to be in power anymore thank you so much for showing up I know I know that we only get like happiness for the last two pages but like I really was like this has got to be straight into a shit show yeah and this is the part it doesn't stop yeah like the shit show doesn't stop it just gets, gets worse. worse yeah i need a moment i need a breather. this is the part where if you're listening and you have just read morning star for the first time do not continue let yourself be happy <laughs> don't continue do not go on <laughs> do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. <laughs> let um, live and let go it's like reading Iron Gold and Dark Age are like like walking down the street and you get jumped by like a bunch of by like a bunch of guys and they take everything. Mm-hmm. And then you and get, then you get run over by a phone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They take your shoes. <laughs> then they throw you in traffic. You get run over by a taxi. <laughs> then you then a bus backs over you. Then your dog dies. Like Hurt. just all the Hurt. unfortunate things that could happen. That gave me goosebumps thinking about that yeah like happy just no longer happy just just sad it just gets worse and worse and worse like this is nothing slight spoilers for iron gold heads getting pulled through bars is a walk in the park compared to the next <laughs> nothing it's it's nothing that's pg uh, if you will <laughs> five stars love what uh-huh. you've done with the place but would make a few modifications <laughs> Oh my god, that was so funny. I could not agree more. (laughs) What Tiffany said. But also, yeah. I agree, I agree. Okay, so as we go into the next series, the five stars all around, how would you rank the first three in this book, in this series? Like, which ones are you like the most? I know we've already kind of talked about it, but for those of you that maybe are skipping around, how would you rank these? Golden Sun, Morning Star. Red Rising. Ooh. Yeah. 
I almost read Rising as last for me. I think it's that that same exact order because I'm here for the politics. That's why I love Golden Sun so much. But I almost liked Morning Star better this time. Almost. I agree. I think a lot of the things that I thought happened in Golden Sun actually happened in Morning Star. And I blend those two together quite a bit, which I shouldn't because they're very different. But I think mine is Red Rising, Golden Sun, and Morning Star. Red Rising ain't got shit on Golden Sun. I, I know, I know, but I said it, <laughs> I, can't, I can't change now. That would make me look fickle. Yeah. No, I think that I, I, like, I just love the journey sequence and the found family. And I think it's really good foundation. Yeah. And I just love like, uh, as like shit as everything was then it's nothing compared to, it just keeps getting worse and worse as we go on. You know, it's like, yeah. I just yeah. want a little peace and harmony for my man here. So I feel like that's why Red Rising is my, le- like not my least favorite, you know, but yeah like my last one because mm-hmm. it just everything in that book seems so juvenile yeah, yeah. To, like the big shit that they're dealing with totally fair I have actually no reading comprehension skills whatsoever so the simpler the better so I have to <laughs> go with that one golden sun is the best book he's ever written I'm gonna say it it's his yeah. best of the whole series it's I think. brilliant it's Hands so down. well done yeah it's like a Taylor Swift I remember... 10 minute song if you will <laughs> any final thoughts anything else to share no Nope. This was uh, a riot, and I cannot wait for Iron Gold. Neither I can, can Emma. But we, we have, we're on a time crunch. Time. <laughs> I'd actually rather never get to it. <laughs> but we have to. Yes, we do. I promise, I promise the masses. Oh, so I yeah, I forgot. Morningstar stuff. has my favorite quote from the whole series. What's the, what's the quote? I know it by heart. It's, uh, it's more a part of war than trumpets or starships, the quiet, unremembered moments of cruelty. Oof. Yeah. I think that's the most beautifully written line in the entire series. Yeah, I like that line. That's actually a good I line. I feel that, like that lines up with your favorite Shadow and Bone quotes. Oh, Tolia yeah. Star, yeah. What is it? Yeah. Oh, it's in there. I have no heart. So good. I have no heart. Or, yeah, despite your heart, I have no heart. Oof, oof, oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of poets. One. All right. <laughs> well, I appreciate all of your guys' time, energy, and effort. Tears, blood, sweat. Thank you. Um, It was a lot of blood. Bring the violence. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back next week for the most unhinged version of ourselves. (laughs) I will probably cry. R.I.P. me. R.I.P. us. R.I.P. death. Hashtag. I'm never going to feel joy again. (laughs) That's actually so accurate. When we go to Dark Age, I'm going to have a rough go of it. I don't even want to read it, bro. (laughs) There's too many things I've forgotten because I blacked them out because of trauma. All right, everybody say bye. 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 Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.